0: Good morning, HiFM FM listeners, and welcome to another show of Healthy You. Wealthy You, I am Adel Kazulski, and with me as always is my bestie. Hello, Peggy. <laughs> Hi,
2: Adol. <laughs> loving the show, loving being here. Excited for today because I know that this is very uh one of our topics that we always discuss. So looking yeah. forward yeah
0: we are going to be discussing autoimmune disease you know autoimmune disease is a big umbrella of diseases it's you don't you're not sick with autoimmune disease you're sick with a disease that is an autoimmune disease and today we're going to unpack that because it is important for us to understand that probably a lot of autoimmune disease in a sense is self-inflicted well You might be uh, a little bit upset with what I just said, but we are going to be uh, bringing on to the show the one and only Mary Ann Shearer, a constant guest that we are very, very grateful for. We love having her on and we are going to unpack what does autoimmune disease mean, what are its causes and what can we do to start reversing this 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 condition, which obviously has many, many sub names for many, many people. They, they're given another name, you know, um, a specific name to where the disease is found in the body. We'd love you to join the conversation. 34519 is our SMS line. 61 1019 is our telegram number. And a reminder to listeners that Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group. It's not spam. We don't you know bash your, your 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 WhatsApp group all the time. We maybe put an idea every single day just to keep you motivated and to start educating you that a lot, a lot, 90 to 95% of your health is in your hands. We are going to exclude if you find yourself in a tornado or hurricane, but a lot of it is in your hands. If you'd like to join that group, you can send an email to info at chaifm.com. Give us your name. Give us your phone number, and of course you've got to have uh, WhatsApp, and we will gladly
1: join you. So, without further ado, good morning, Marianne.
0: How is Cape Town?
1: There I'm well. Cape Town is overcast. We had a bit of rain last night or yesterday, which is fantastic. You know, we're coming out of our dry season, unlike you guys coming out of your yes. wet season. So everything's kind of dry, and of course we're growing lots of veggies. I'm trying to get my food forest going. So I was so grateful to our maker when that rain came down, because I can literally hear all the things growing. I was just putting potatoes and long life, well, long producing strawberries and sweet potatoes, and I'm like, can't wait for them to start popping out of the ground.
2: That's a so yeah, what you can grow in Cape Town as to what we can grow in Johannesburg. Is, that, is it like a different season in a way because of the wet and the dry?
1: Yeah, It's the same climate as Israel has. It's a Mediterranean climate. We have winter rainfall and then dry summers. And so we can grow anything we grow in Israel, like olives and figs. We even grow things like avocados. I've got an avocado tree that has probably got over 200 avocados on it. Mm-hmm. It started really producing in large quantities last year. So we And we don't get frost here on the coast. There's no frost, so we don't ever have to worry about frost coming and killing anything so we can pretty much grow anything i mean there's citrus and mangoes growing up the coast further along it's my dream to have my own mango tree so i'm working on that one but yeah it's the whole I'm idea of the i'm part.
2: starting my new organic garden today adol you need to come past and check it no, out I, when you start. I, i'm going to be excited when i'm coming to
0: buy the organic <laughs> I,
2: I, I don't have the guts to start mine i've
0: got a special place here in my garden which i also uh, <laughs>
2: I don't have the guts. I, I'm getting a professional to do it for me because I know I've done it before and it's not so simple. Mary I'm sure you could tell us all about that. Well, got to make, a sh- uh, to make a show. You need,
1: on, you need, to, you need <laughs> to be producing your own compost and that's not that complicated. All the sort of produce that comes out the peels and the leaves and the, all the sort of plant stuff, especially. Don't I should be shouting
2: out to all the listeners out there. If anyone wants to bring their compost, drop it off with the greatest of pleasure. I'll let you know. Yeah, and then, you know, there's anything from
1: dead leaves to branches to cut grass to cardboard, you know, uncolored, sort of unprinted paper, newspapers, fantastic in compass.
2: Oh, wow. So,
1: so, honestly, anything, and then we do, we make biochar, which is burnt, We any of the sort of big branches that come off the trees, because we're in a small holding, we get produce quite a bit of wood, and then you burn that and you make biochar, which is just charcoal, basically. As I said, Ada, we
0: need professionals. No, we need, well maybe maybe for the next time we're going to get Marianne (laughs) to tell us all what she does and Ah. we will do that. In the meantime, we're going to be speaking autoimmune disease, we don't want you to go away we'd love to see your your comments or any questions that you have. This is The Healthy You, Wealthy You Show and this is 101.9. Hi FM. This is The Healthy You, Wealthy You Show with Adol Kosilski and Fagie Stern. Ann, let's talk about autoimmune disease. Maybe let's start by giving the listeners a definition of what it means when you have an
1: autoimmune disease. Well, basically an autoimmune disease, very simply, is often described as the body attacking itself. And I hate using that description because really the body's not that stupid. It's really when... If we list the diseases, it's kind of easy to understand because most of them are inflammatory diseases and there's usually inflammation involved in it and then, and it's always connected to the endocrine system which is the system that controls everything including the hormones, liver function, kidney function, lung function. So if we look at, at, at the types of autoimmune diseases, it also describes it. there's usually a lot of pain with it. There's usually, as I say, inflammation. It can be anything from lupus to Addison's disease to celiac disease to do... De- different types of dermatitis, Graves disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, these are Graves and Hashimoto's are connected to the thyroid and what happens is it appears like, as I say, it appears as if the body is attacking itself and causing this inflammation but in fact, when we look at the dietary factors in it, you'll see that it's not the body being stupid, it's the fact that we are eating in a weird way, not the way our maker designed us to eat. Anything from pernicious anemia, which is very, very common, I mean, it's considered to be the most common deficiency disease amongst women and children in westernized countries, myasthenia gravis, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, reactive arthritis, systemic lupus, I've mentioned that, type 1 diabetes as well is considered. And, and so there, there's lots. I mean, you can go on; the names can go on forever. But when we're looking at it, it's all very much to do with the endocrine system because you the thyroid's involved. Uh, the that's um, in in a lot of the diseases. With lupus, the skin, for example, is involved all of that's controlled by the endocrine system and when you're looking at things like um, arthritis you're looking and and diabetes you're looking at the pancreas and the adrenal glands are all part of the endocrine system so if we understand what the endocrine system is as i say, it's involved in everything that goes on in the body it helps the immune system work properly If it's not working properly and it appears to be attacking the body, something's wrong with the endocrine system. And the sad thing is very often what we do is we treat the specific autoimmune disease. So if you've got lupus, for example, that gets treated. But any doctor will tell you there's no cure for these diseases. There's only ways to treat the symptoms and reduce the symptoms that you have, the pain, the inflammation. So usually they'll put you on anti-inflammatories, they may put you on steroidal-type drugs, maybe on painkillers, and all it's doing is easing the symptoms. There is no medical cure for autoimmune diseases. However, what I have seen in over 30 years of working with people and helping them get healthy is that when you follow a diet that is natural and whole food and plant-based, what we find is that the body actually is put into an in, into a situation where it's able to repair itself And that's what's really exciting and I've seen it every single time people with severe lupus Where they are so bloated from all the Steroidal drugs they're on or steroid based drugs because of the their bodies are retaining a lot of water They're on these hectic drugs Uh, This one woman, when she changed her diet, she literally went from a size 42 dress to a size 34. And I'm not kidding you, in the space of three to six months. I remember her standing up and showing the dresses that she used to wear. And it wasn't that she was eating less. She was just eating natural foods. And a big factor when you come to um, autoimmune diseases has to do with gluten and dairy issues. And the main reason for this is that the body... What what actually happens is we eat gluten and dairy all day long. We'll have cheese with our breakfast, with some toast, for example, or we'll have milk on our wheat big cereals, and then we'll have cookies and cakes made with gluten and dairy in those things. And what always, I believe, what the main cause of this is is that we actually are eating gluten and dairy with refined sugar. And when your body takes in refined sugar, your blood sugar shoots up really high. And your body sees that as an attack on itself. And so it looks for... A, this enemy that's coming in, it has to have a protein in it because refined sugar has no protein in it. It finds whatever it came in with. So if it comes in with dairy protein or it comes in with with gluten protein, which is basically, that's what they are, they proteins. Your immune system produces antibodies against glu- gluten and dairy products. And that's not a problem except that many of the proteins in our bodies and in different organs and glands of our bodies are very similar to gluten and dairy. So we now have these antibodies made to attack the gluten and dairy protein which and then you can get symptoms of that with inflammation you can get a lot of mucus you can get all kinds of things but then you can develop these autoimmune diseases because those antibodies actually start attacking natural proteins in your body that are part of your glands like your thyroid for example or your pancreas and that's what causes the problem so you've got to stop the body reacting like that and it's pretty simple you just take gluten and dairy and refined sugar out of the diet but When I say it's pretty simple, that's where most people really get stuck, because they can't see themselves living without those foods or substances in their diet. And uh, it's, it's it's not that complicated. You can replace gluten with rice and sweet potatoes and potatoes and quinoa and you can get gluten free oats that must be genuine gluten free oats though not the gluten is the protein found in wheat and rye and oats and barley the grains but if you and sprout spelt, them and spelt yeah and spelt for example yeah and people say but that's an ancient grain it's not in there it is in there when you sprout those and you actually use the leaf of the sprouted grain this leaf itself has no gluten in it so if you drank wheatgrass juice or barley grass juice which is very beneficial to people with autoimmune diseases then you find that the immune that the the body stops producing these antibodies to attack those proteins because you're not stimulating it by putting in, let's say ice cream's got sugar and milk in it, and then Mm -hmm. your bread has got sugar in it just to make the yeast rise. Never mind, even if you have a savory something on your, like you put avocado on your bread, it's still got, uh, you've still got your, 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 your sugar in the bread to make it to activate the yeast. And so when that sugar comes in with the gluten, the problem is that once you've produced those antibodies that are really specific to those, even if you take the sugar out and you eat the gluten and the dairy, your body still has that response. We we, we hold that thought over yeah. there?
2: This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You Show with Adol Kosilski
0: and Fagie Stern. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You Show. And we're in discussion with Mary Ann Scherer about autoimmune disease so just before the break marianne you were saying that the majority of autoimmune disease is triggered by milk and sugar by and and milk sugar and gluten the allergies to them and then the body gets really confused um, and it eventually starts attacking itself i I've, i've done some research on autoimmune i've seen some autoimmune conditions come because
1: of viruses in the body can we talk about that uh, you can talk about viruses, yep. Um, look, viruses, whether they're viruses or bacteria, depending on where the research is coming from, it's very easy to blame something that we can't control, like viruses or bacteria. And often it's like we're looking for the, the virus so that we can produce the medicine or the treatment to you know deal with that virus. But from what I've seen and the research that I've read, there's no conclusive research that it's actually a virus. And even if it is, it would just indicate that your immune system is run down and not working properly because your immune system is incredibly well designed. There's at least 15 different ways to block viruses from coming into the body. That It's starting with the pH of your skin and then the cilia in your nostrils and then your tonsils and then there's this whole mechanism, this whole process, the way the body protects itself. So if your immune system is not working properly, for example, I mean, we talk about dairy products causing autoimmune disease. We know dairy products are the number one cause of tonsillitis, and that's yogurt and cheese and milk as well. So if you're having dairy in your diet and it's causing problems with your tonsils, then your tonsils can't help protect your body when a virus is coming into it. So I'm never scared of viruses or, or bacteria on any level because the immune system's so smart. The problem is, the immune system's really smart, but the people that have the immune system are not that smart because they don't look after their bodies properly. So you treat your body with the respect that it deserves. And because it's so incredibly well-designed, there isn't another piece of equipment like our bodies. I mean, you can take the top, most expensive car. It can't reproduce itself. It can't fix itself. It can't produce anything, you know, it it doesn't, it's not capable of earning an income or growing things or or anything like that. And yet, you know, we, we, we treat the body as if it's like nothing. It's just like anything goes into the mouth. And so, as I say, viruses, it's, you know, easy to blame it because we don't know what it is, because that's the general consensus. There is no cure and we don't know what it is, so we're gonna find the bad guy, you know, the demon, the virus, the bacteria. But honestly, the immune system is designed to protect that. And there's lots of studies, for example, that show that gluten is one of the main causes. And if we look at these studies, I mean, they were published, many of them were published in the 1990s. And um, references are from the Lancet Journal, 14th of the 7th, 97, the 10th of the 2nd, 96, the 22nd of the 1st, 94, the Archives of Internal Medicine, the 12th of the 5th, 97, the Journal of Clinical Gastroenterology, 3rd 97, Journal of Family Practice, American Journal of Gastroenterology, January 95, and then there's 96, 97, 94. So if you've 99. got all of
0: these things that you're reading out and they're 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 like they're genuine medical journals, yes. why does why 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 are we not educated enough to know that when somebody starts presenting themselves with an autoimmune disease, you ask the question why? You just start throwing Cort, cort, cortisone on it. Then, if the cortisone doesn't work, they start using like chemotherapy and um, you know
2: suppressing drugs to try put out yeah. this fire. I'd you also know, like to know why it takes so long for these autoimmune diseases to be diagnosed. I mean, sometimes so they say it can take between ten and fifteen years for someone to actually be told that you have Hashimoto's.
1: Well, the problem is we have to look at the medical system and i'm not critical of doctors at any time any time i'm not critical of the doctors i think the system is what's not right the system is focusing on diseases and how to treat them with medicine and you become a doctor of medicine so there's uh, there's a couple of universities now in the United States where they've actually had protests from the students insisting that medical students study nutrition and health and so there are people so for example they've included plant-based diets and the effect they have because people like Dr. Colin Campbell who's a top nutritional biochemist in the world he's very well he's professor emeritus at Cornell University a prestigious university and he is categorically in his writings and and his research he's He's done, oh, he's published over 400 papers in recognized medical journals. And he says the only way they've seen that these diseases improve is on a whole food plant based diet. But it's not included in the studies when you study medicine. You're studying what's the disease, what's the medicine, or the surgical procedure to correct that problem. So well, it's We have the, Dr. The Terry Wolf, for
2: instance, who's, who's created the, the autoimmune protocol and has written books. She herself went through you know, an autoimmune disease, multiple sclerosis, and completely changed her whole way of life, yeah. changed her diet. I mean, she was on every medication. She was looked after by every top doctor in the world because, you know, she was a, doc- a big doctor herself. And mostly through diet, she's yeah. corrected everything and her and nutrients.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at you look at doctors are really busy. I mean, firstly, they're so busy at university, you find that all medical students are just exhausted all the time because it's just the stuff coming at them. They don't have time to even think about what they're studying. And then when they're actually practicing, whether it's in a hospital or private practice, you know, people are just lined up to see them. They're not enough doctors. But we look at what they studied and we look at the, how they're practicing and how busy they are. They don't have time to, to read these journals. And I'm quoting from one of them. It says, Clinicians need to uh, consider the possibility of celiac disease when treating patients with any of these symptoms, even if the classic symptoms of diarrhea and weight loss are not present. It's also important for physicians to be aware that the prevalence of celiac disease is increased in certain high-risk groups such as insulin-dependent diabetics, people with either Down syndrome, IgA deficiency, autoimmune thyroid diseases, Alzheimer's or autism, and children with juvenile arthritis. And then infertility is also indicated in some of the research below. And I've seen people with infertility issues where they can't fall pregnant. And they, we take caffeine out. That's the weirdest thing. Caffeine's never been considered one of those problems. We take caffeine out and six weeks later, they're pregnant. And they've been trying for eight years and they're not wanting to go and, you know, they've had some intervention and they don't want to carry on with that because it's causing other side effects. So it's just the way we look at human beings. They're not cars. We don't just, oh, well, you know, it's the gearbox that's playing up. This is what we've got to do. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Off you go. There's your car. We are human beings and we live lifestyles. We found, for example, I found over the years of dealing with people with arthritis, which is considered an autoimmune disease, that there tend to be people very often that are anxious. They worry about a lot of stuff. So diet's really important, but so are other factors. Like if you're worrying and you're stressed all the time, why are you worrying? You know, I had to realize I was somebody who worried a lot as well, and I had to realize that really I'm not God. I can't help him, but I can pray. And people like Doctor, I'm not Doctor Dale Carnegie wrote How to Stop Worrying Worrying and Start Living. His number one way how to stop worrying and start living is to pray. And so, in the act of prayer, we're actually handing the problem over and letting it go, and not trying to take total control of everything. So, so, so
0: there, there, there's like quite a few things that you've said. I just want to pick up on one or two because, you know, Faggy and I sometimes have personal discussions with people that are finding themselves in the situation. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about caffeine. So I had I had a friend who went, you know, to a functional medicine doctor and they said, well, you've got to get off caffeine. And she was horrified, like she loves a coffee. Why would caffeine
1: be a disruptor and cause autoimmune disease? Because it affects the endocrine system. The endocrine system is the system that controls the immune system. And the endocrine system has these two little glands sitting on top of your kidneys called the adrenal glands that are very involved in the entire endocrine function. They produce natural antihistamines, natural anti-inflammatories. And so if you're taking caffeine in, what you're doing is you're stressing the adrenal glands and they can't do what they're supposed to do. So you could be prone to allergies, inflammation, and a lot of these autoimmune diseases are inflammatory based. There's a lot of inflammation
2: with them. And is so the caffeine ca- also connected to mold? To mould.
1: Not necessarily. Mold as in causing when you're breathing in spores from mold, is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, like the the caffeine also has an effect like on the mold like that's in your system.
1: I haven't I haven't I'm not aware of anything that it's affecting the mold I do know that when we breathe in spores from mold whether it's in the walls or the ceiling of our house that it can affect our lungs really badly and if your lungs aren't functioning the way they should that'll affect your immune system but even lung function is controlled by the endocrine system so I don't think that the caffeine affects the mold I think they're independently, the moulds affecting one poor section of the body and which the endocrine system involved in, and the caffeine comes in and affects the adrenal glands, and your adrenal glands help your body to regulate blood sugar, blood pressure, and even help in making natural estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone when we get older. So it's so intricate, the body, and yet it's so simple. You affect one poor side section of the body, and it throws everything else. It's like an orchestra. If you had an orchestra, and it's a full orchestra, it's got all the parts and at the wind instruments and the brass instruments percussion everything's there and suddenly the percussion section is missing you're going to hear that something's wrong this piece doesn't sound right the body's like that if you're affecting one part of the body with whether it's caffeine or mold or it it throws the whole homeostasis the balance of the body the body's always trying to maintain homeostasis and it does you know it'll take minerals out of the the bones to to regulate the diet if it's uh, regulate the pH in the in the bloodstream if the diet is too acid forming for example and then that'll cause a problem because now you're taking calcium out of the bones and the jaws and that causes dental decay and osteoporosis it just throws the whole body out then it throws the magnesium balance out and the phosphorus and everything gets thrown out <laughs> what a cascade. So it's just like it's it's like we really all of these things i firmly believe deal from us uh, uh, at least um deal they they're actually the result because we don't treat our body with the respect that it deserves it's so incredibly well made There's there's all these incredible interactions and they're so complex and complicated and and yet if we just stand back and say i need to eat the way my body was designed which is whole food plant-based let's let's talk about
0: that miriam let's talk about it so we understand now Autoimmune disease is is particularly one of the diseases and probably we can say this for all disease, is it's a, it's an effect, it's a it's a repercussion of the fact that we abuse our bodies and we are not putting into our bodies the right thing. So let's give give our listeners a sense of what does it mean a whole food, whole like a whole plant diet. Like, what does that mean
1: to 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 us? A whole food, plant-based diet is basically the bulk of your diet is fruit and vegetables and whole grains, and legumes. If we look at the power plate, which is a, a plate divided into four, all four of those sections are how we should be eating. Twenty five percent fresh fruit is twenty five percent fresh veggies, as raw as possible don't cook everything to death, and then 25% of that is whole grains and 25% of that is proteins, and the bulk of your proteins should be coming from nuts and seeds and legumes, as opposed to what we've traditionally been taught is that it needs to come from animal products. And so we'll eat animal products three times a day, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and supper, in some form or another, eggs or chicken or cheese or whatever, it's there, Instead of eating the bulk of our protein from legumes, like, for example, if you look at rural communities all over the world, they eat a lot of legumes. You go to Mexico, they eat a lot of legumes. Put the Mexicans in America and they all get high blood pressure and diabetes and Mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases. But in their natural environment, you don't see autoimmune diseases. If you look at the blue zones, they all eat a whole food plant-based diet which means it's the bulk is fresh fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. And they might have a bit of cheese occasionally at a treat, or they might kill a chicken once a, a month or a cow once a year and share it with the community, but it's very much whole food plant-based. You don't see autoimmune diseases, but over and above that, it's not just the diet, these people do a lot of natural exercise, they don't do formal exercise, they don't go to gym, they don't run in races, but they walk everywhere they can walk. If they don't walk, they're going on a horse or on a scooter, or on a, they drive, they do drive cars in those communities, but they, they do a lot of informal exercise, they grow their own food, getting back to growing our food. Growing food helps you exercise, but not only are you exercising, you outside. So diet, exercise, and natural light is very important for the end. Apparently, vitamin D is, is so
2: system. huge when it comes to autoimmune diseases. Pardon? Vitamin D. Apparently, that's so big yeah, when it comes to um, it is. autoimmune diseases. And if we look at it, we know that natural light from the sun,
1: actually, even if it's overcast, you're still getting natural light. That natural light helps to destroy viruses. So we're always trying to blame something else except ourselves.
2: (laughs) I think the most amazing thing, Marianne, is that when it comes to, like I discussed with with Terry, with Dr. Terry Wolves, you know, her protocol, when you say to her, well, is your diet and your protocol going to heal every single autoimmune disease? And the basic concept is that those diets can heal every single autoimmune disease. Not heal, because apparently you're you're never really reverse it completely you kind of have to look after yourself you know forever but those diets really do help every autoimmune disease when, a, when you go to a doctor it's like okay so this finger is source we have to give you that medicine so that toe is sore, we have to give you that medicine whereas when it comes to diet it really is an overall medicine
1: well what you're doing with your diet is you're creating an environment in the body in which the body is capable of and has all the tools it needs to heal itself So that's where the healing comes. The body actually fixes the problem. And yes, if you go off the diet, the longer you're on it, the longer it'll take when you go off it for those symptoms to come back. But it's just sheer stupidity because we've got this mindset, if I take something, it's going to cure me. We've got the same mindset. I'll change my diet; it'll cure me. And I remember doing the same thing. I changed my diet; it'll cure me. All my allergies will go away, and they did. And two months later, I thought, oh, I can go back to the old way I ate, and all the allergies came back. Took a while. Took six weeks or so. And they, all some of them, some of them came back overnight, but a lot of them took six weeks to come back. I'm like, okay, well, I'm being stupid here. If I eat a certain way, and all these allergies and pains and aches and things go, then that's how I need to carry on eating. And so you need to find your space in there and you need to find you can make pizzas using rice flour and chickpea flour. And you can instead of putting cheese on top, you make cashew mayonnaise or you make cashew cream and you drizzle that. top. you can make cashew cheese. You can go online and see how do I make cashew cheese that you can slice and put on top of your pizza. And it sounds complicated, but it is so easy. It's easier to make cashew cheese than it is to go, get in your car, drive to the store, put your mask on, go inside, spray your hands, keep your mask on, find the cheese, get in your car. It's cheaper and <laughs> easier to just make the stuff. So, so we've just been taught, we just do what we've always done. And that's the problem. And and part of the problem is we really want to get to something. And another thing we can talk about is our education system. It teaches us not to question, just to follow and it's right. based
0: we're going on the to system. Shortly after this break, this is 101.9. Hi, FM.
2: This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski
0: and Feige Stern. We're talking to Marianne Scherer and we're talking autoimmune disease. And just before the break, Ann, you were talking about education. Now, just a, a listener just went in and said, well, you keep on getting conflicting, you know, conflicting messages. Just just before we came on, you know, the newsreader said, take a cup of coffee, it's good for you. And now <laughs> you say, don't take the coffee. The, 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 this particular listener is very confused, but I think that I want to, like, add on to that and say that you know how does i think it's important to understand what's right and what's wrong and what is necessarily good for one's body like i think i think it's an individualized thing you know um, yeah. i need to eat protein and vegetables that's what makes me alive you know my husband on the other hand like he he he's a guy. like he doesn't touch any you know he's completely plant based i can't i can't function on plant based alone like i do need the protein if i have a, a small piece of of, of like healthy meat with all my vegetables like I'm good my blood sugar's good everything's good my weight is good as soon as I swallow one little bit of a carb I'm done I'm finished for the day another person will react in a different way so let's talk about educating ourselves and understanding you know how how we go about healing
1: ourselves I think the educational part comes from it first starting with we've got to question things and we've got to find out for ourselves This way we've been raised to just accept that the teacher is next to God and whatever this comes out of their mouth is sent from God And it is perfect. It's not we should be encouraged to have critical thinking skills which is to think about what we're doing and ask questions so you know, my husband and I, uh, the same thing. My husband prefers lots of vegetables and like savory things. I love sweet stuff. Though. I eat way more fruit than he does, and I do better on it. He eats more vegetables. And there are people that feel that they need to have animal products, protein in their diet at some point. But you, we know that you can get that protein from legumes, for example, or nuts and seeds. But if you feel you should, we know the research shows that you shouldn't be eating more than 5% of your calorie value from animal products, which is – not bigger than the size of your hand, not more than between one and three times a week. And then when you're doing that, you need to know, I don't want to eat animal products that are full of hormones that have been given right. to them to make them grow. So then get make sure you're getting genuine organic beef or chicken or fish that hasn't been treated with hormones. We have to ask the question and then we have to, the principles are the same. Whole food is the first starting place. Food in its natural form, the way God made it, okay? So instead of having you know, these puffed corn things that have got fake cheese flavor and all kinds of MSG and stuff to eat. Let's go and eat the actual corn. Let's eat the corn on the cob. So we take stuff and we go and make it that we can't even recognize. If you ask your kids, what is that stuff made from? Very often, they have no clue. So we need to be taught teach children, like, what is it you're eating? What is it made from? I don't know. That's what the kids say. Well, why don't you <laughs> find out? How, how can you put something in your body if you don't know what it is? I don't so, know who
0: I heard it from but in one of the, the the healthy podcasts that I listened to the guy went and said if you don't understand the contents of the ingredients and you can't rec- you can't recognize it instantaneously don't eat it exactly <laughs> you
1: know? exactly stop believing the advertisers even the even the research that was read for example on the news about caffeine being good for us Well, we don't know who funded that research. So we have to say, okay, this is conflicting. I know that caffeine gives. I mean, I know people have terrible panic attacks and their hearts race. And they initially think the doctors think they're having a heart attack. And then it's actually a really severe panic attack. And it only happens with caffeine. Several people have suffered from it. And several people find they don't sleep with caffeine, but others find they drink coffee and they sleep and it's not a problem. So You've always got to look at it. Is it, my, it affecting my body in some way? You may not have any of those problems, but you may find you have got a problem with fertility. Stir- so you actually have to question, and you've got to look at it, and you've got to say, okay, so that's research is saying that this is good for me. Who paid for it? For example, all the research that shows where we need dairy products is funded by the dairy industry, like the Nestle Food Company has funded lots of research proving that dairy products is good, and you can read at the bottom, it says funded by the Nestle Food Company or mm-hmm. Carnation. I've read studies myself with that at the bottom. So we have to be aware of this stuff. We, we're in an era where you can go onto Google Scholar and type in research showing dairy can cause diabetes, and s- several studies will come up. Research showing that gluten causes autoimmune diseases, several studies. Google Scholar is available to anybody and it's free. When the internet first came out 20, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, <clears throat> and I would go online, to try and find research, they wanted me to pay $8 just to look at the research. These days you can look at anything for free. It's amazing. We don't have an excuse anymore. So we've got to get away from abdicating our responsibility and move towards a place where this is my body, I live in it, and I need to know how it works so that I can treat it. I mean, we do it with our cars. We just take it to the mechanic. I don't know anything about you know i don't know anything about uh, cars but actually if you learn about your car you can actually have a discussion with the mechanic about it and say is it the distributor that's doing it or is it like the gearbox do you think my starter motor is going and you think oh i'm a girl i shouldn't know these things of course you should know it we should all know this stuff i think I think, us I think this very, brain we got to use it i think a very
0: big part and i know i'm i'm, I'm talking personally is to actually listen to your body you yes. know, as, you, as as I said, like, so my husband can drink two cups of coffee a day. It doesn't affect him. He actually feels good on it, and he's perfectly fine. I take, if I had to eat a biscuit that had a quarter of a granule of caffeine in it, right, my, yes. I will. I'll end up having a full-blown panic attack. My heart will start racing, et cetera. And yes. I think that people don't have the sense of I should listen to my body when my body has a headache. Instead of just swallowing the panada, say why does my body have this headache?
2: I think why- this is the question also yeah. that comes in is when, when people have to also see what is the symptom, what symptoms do we have to look out for? Because there are so many symptoms when it comes to autoimmune disease or let's say that like something's brewing in our system that we have to be aware of. I know for myself that when my sister was diagnosed or was, was being diagnosed or she was having so many crazy symptoms, we finally got a doctor in Johannesburg and she lives all the way in New York to diagnose her with Hashimoto's when I heard about when I read up and I researched what what gluten and dairy were doing to her I decided for myself I had no symptoms at the time I decided for myself to go off gluten and dairy for the rest of my life which I've done for many years now and I realized that I actually did have symptoms that there were things happening to me that I did, that I wasn't aware of I had brain fog I had more anxiety I was more depressed I There were so many other things that the gluten and dairy were doing to me so what there are so many symptoms that other people also have that they are are not aware of joint pain headaches anxiety depression whatever it can be i think we have to also be educated what to look out for
1: yeah we do and and listening to our bodies is essential part of that Mm -hmm. is to listen to your body and as you say brain fog it's an absolute first it is a symptom of gluten intolerance for example constipation and dry skin mm-hmm. i think the problem comes from when we're little you look at your your kids when they're small they listen to their bodies they'll go and lie down a kid that's listening to their body goes and lies down because they're tired and they'll fall asleep just anywhere they'll just fall asleep on the carpet they'll fall asleep next to you in the car they'll just fall asleep they're tired they go to sleep um, when they're not hungry they say mom i'm not hungry Well, a a child that's truly not hungry, you'll say, well, that's fine, sweetheart. I'll put your food into, cover it and put it in the kitchen or the refrigerator. And when you're hungry, you can come and eat it. And then you can offer them something else. We'll offer them, would you like some fresh fruit? No, I'm not hungry. So they listen to their bodies, but their body may be saying to them, hey, Right now I'm busy dealing with a virus or bacteria or some pathogen that's coming here. I need to nail this sucker. I need to put you to sleep. And kids go to sleep and they don't eat. But what we do as adults, we try and force them to eat. No, you've got to eat to keep up your strength. Just have anything. Here's some ice cream. Just put something in your body. Mm -hmm. We do it ourselves. We lose our appetites and then we're like, I don't feel like eating, but I'll have chocolate cake and and coffee because I don't feel like eating any food. But when you get that feeling like I don't want to eat healthy food, my body doesn't even want to eat an apple or a banana. It doesn't want to eat a tomato or a potato that means your appetite your body switching your appetite off so that it can deal with some emergency and if you just rest it we're not we're not raised I mean you read in 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 a Tanakh how the 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 Israelites were told to fast and the whole nation would fast together and still sometimes what I love about the community is that people do it as part of the some of the holy days. But in those days a prophet would come and say, you need to the story of um, I'm trying to think of the king's name. Those three armies were coming together in the valley and it's in, in Chronicles. And the prophet said to them the whole nation had to fast for three days. They all fasted, but they could do it because they weren't hooked on caffeine and sugar and all this <laughs> junk food. So they didn't go through any detox. They just didn't eat and they spent time praying. So it there was this time where where people could fast and we were taught about fasting. It was part of our lifestyle. It wasn't always part of a, a holy day. It was part of something you did. Oh, so you've lost your appetite. Okay, your body's trying to put you into a fast and the parents know how to watch and monitor it and make sure that the child gets enough fluid so they're not going into dehydration. Those are skills and knowledge that we've lost with our advanced technology that we're involved in. We've got to go back to understanding the human body. We should be taught from when we're little by our parents and at school, how does the body work? Why do we lose our appetite? What's the right way to treat your bed? How much sleep do you need? We have. I have people all the time on the Zoom sessions that I do with the programs that we have, I've got this headache and it won't go away my first question is how much water do you drink because dehydration's the number one cause of it second question is are you sleeping with some windows open somewhere in your house because if you shut all the windows and you're all breathing in your own carbon dioxide all night you're going to grip break wake up with a foggy brain and a headache and yep. well, that one girl i said to her and she said yeah i sleep with my windows closed all the time i said you've got to find a window that's safe to leave open usually a bathroom window something's got to be left open even if it's just a crack and she started doing it, and her headaches were gone. You know, it's simple stuff like that that we've not been taught. These are my mom used to teach us that stuff, and she's 89 now. And she was not a highly qualified person. She was a secretary, she'd gone to secretarial college, and that's what she did. But she was aware of this stuff because her mother had taught her. That has been lost, and we've got to go back to the ancient wisdom that we've been taught. And yes, we've got technology, and it's great. But we can even use the technology to find that ancient wisdom if we're stuck. We're
0: going to have to leave it there because, again, as always, time runs out when you're having fun. Thank you again, mary Ann, for your time and for your expertise. If people want to get hold of you, how can they?
1: Uh, They can go to info. They can email me at info at wholeworldwell.com and uh claudia my very trusted faithful assistant is there to help them and we'll email them anything in details yeah so, Info so at thank,
0: thank you again for your time so there you have it at the end of the day listen to your body and our bodies are god-given They are able to heal themselves. We just need to start a bit of an education. I hope this uh, show was informative in terms of autoimmune disease. And Faggy and I will continue with this conversation until, yeah, hopefully we will be chipping away and people getting to understand that you can, when you are healthy, be wealthy. This is your greatest wealth. With that, have a wonderful, healthy week ahead. And we'll be back next week, same time. Thank you, everyone.